Welcome to the Creativity Reflections podcast, a podcast all about your creative expression. I'm your host, Hannah Fitzgibbon, creativity coach, and I'm here to help unblock your creativity. Today for the podcast, we're joined by Jamie Bronya, a graphic designer in transition to find a more aligned job and do designs that really excite her. You can see more of her work at Jamie Bronya on Instagram and cheer her on through her journey or at jamiebdesign.com. Really excited for this one. All about when to rest and when to go and incorporating play and motherhood into our process and design. Big changes. This is a really good conversation. Can you just describe to me how you're feeling after doing all this work and creating all this space for your own projects, your full-time job and your one-year-old? It felt like I was on a sprint and now I'm just taking a rest and trying to regroup and refocus for the next sprint. Yes, that's a really good analogy. And tell me, in the past, when you've taken a rest, what do you find are the most restorative activities for you? I listen to a lot of mindset things on on YouTube. Sometimes I listen to other artists, get inspiration or ideas from them. I may just scribble, like do intuitive stuff for a while that has no, you know, outcome. And then at the same time, kind of sort of reorganize and get the next, uh, I don't know if you want to call it to-do list or the next kind of steps in order so I have a a clear picture of okay this is what I need to do next yeah awesome how have you celebrated what you've achieved so far or the actions you've taken by reaching the end of this sprint I don't know just inside smile yeah (laughs) good (laughs) Good. (laughs) nothing really exterior but yeah and that's okay other than sharing with some friends and family Yes, that's amazing. So sometimes celebration gets a bad rap because we hear it and we think um, big party or, you know, treat yourself, like go and spend money or go and take time. And actually celebration doesn't have to be those external things. It can Mm -hmm. be just a pause and a recognition of what you've done and and a reflection of what went well and um, some gratitude for that that pausing, that habit of pausing is really important. There's this story that I like to tell. I read it in a book by Nick Orton, actually. Mm -hmm. And he tells this story about celebration and I really like it. So I I retell it often. He says there are three people climbing Everest and the first person climbing Everest, you know, got over the icefall and got up the base camp and passed the other camps. And uh, when he finally summited, was so concerned about getting back down again and running out of oxygen that he stayed up at the summit for 10 minutes and basically turned around and went straight back down again. While he was up there, his entire focus was on the can of oxygen, checking the numbers, checking to see what's left, thinking about where he left his last one and just focusing on the next goal. The next person who travelled up Everest they were doing it because their boss had sponsored them to be on the trip. And the last time they tried, they didn't get to summit. So it was really important this time that they summited because their boss couldn't afford to sponsor them again. 
but they also owed their boss a photograph from the top of the mountain for in exchange for this so that they could use it for marketing purposes and things. By the time he got up to the summit, his camera had frozen over and no one else in his group had a camera. And so he spent the next few hours worrying and waiting for another group to summit, hoping that one of them would have a camera because he was so anxious about what would happen if he got home without what he came for, right? Eventually, another group came and they did have a camera, so he got a quick shot and he he hustled down again. And the last person, when they summited, they stood there and they did take 10 minutes and they just looked at the view and they thought about every step of the way that they had taken to get there. They thought about spending time in base camp that first night and drinking tea and celebrating with people. They thought about how accomplished they felt after overcoming the icefall challenge and how at every camp they could regroup and reflect and enjoy where they'd got to. And now he'd finally summited and he got to experience it and really enjoy it. And then after that time of being there, he turned around and he went down. And the question Nick asks is, which person do you think enjoyed their time at the, at the top the most? The last one. The last one. The moral of the story, I guess, is that we so often refocus on the next thing right away. So um, we go, oh, I've achieved this goal. Now what's the next goal? What's the next goal? Or sometimes we don't quite achieve it in the way we thought and we spend that time wallowing or worrying about whether it's going to come about or not. So we focus instead on what we don't have. We've summited, but we don't have the photograph. So that's what captures our attention. So um, the idea of it is to create a practice and a habit of celebrating regularly so that by the time we reach the goal, we don't just look to the next thing. So often we tell ourselves, oh, when I get there, when I get the job, then I'll stop and celebrate. But if we've built the habit of constantly looking to the next thing, then we've built the habit of constantly being unsatisfied with where we are. And so I love, I love your answer of an inside smile is that as that's how you celebrate it. Like, that's amazing. And sharing it with family and friends, that's a perfect way of celebrating. And I love that you pause to do that before moving on to this restorative phase. It sounds to me like you've got some really clear actions that can restore you. Um, and, you know, Austin Cleon says that writers spend at least half their time reading. It's not always about output. Sometimes we have to absorb and take stuff in again in order to get those creative ideas fresh. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm curious about which of these activities. So the restorative activities you mentioned were mindset and listening to other artists on YouTube, scribbling and doing intuitive things, and then getting the next steps in order. Of those things, which ones restore and refuel your energy? Probably the reading and the listening. I had an email can't think of who it was, but I just randomly watched the video, which I was going to skip, but it's the guy who did doodle wash. And it was in, enjoyable to listen to him because he was such a giant kid. And it reminded me of how just to play. And he said he would draw every day on his lunch break and then watercolor what he drew at night. And then he would post it um, every single day. 
and he would talk about kind of his process or, you know, he would write a caption underneath or like a story about it. And just listening to him sort of re-energize me and then said, you know, make sure I keep in touch with the things that are enjoyable. So, cause my mind tends to go to, Oh, you should be creating this project because it'll generate more income or, you know, this or that versus doing what is fun. Yes. And the fun bits are what make you valuable. What's fun to you and what you're good at and naturally curious about, that's your voice. That's your Mm -hmm. special secret source, you know. (laughs) Um, But we so often sacrifice the things that bring us joy for the things we think other people want or that other people need. And this is a really good time. You've achieved so much. You've taken so many steps since we last talked, you've been going, firing on all cylinders and it is okay to release that for a little bit and like remind, and yeah, that's a great reminder to play and do the things that bring you joy. So what are those things? I get more like the intuitive things Um, or I thought about maybe making some cards yeah. I was going to design the holiday cards, but I didn't realize how soon Christmas was. <laughs> so I, was like, <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to get that out the door. But yeah. maybe I'll have it ready for next year. Totally. Um, and maybe it's not about getting anything out the door. Maybe it's about playing. Right. True. And if it comes in useful next year, great. But this yeah. is a chance to release the outcome and re-examine the process. The actual doing of the thing that brings you joy not Mm -hmm. the releasing of the thing that gives you joy (laughs) true (laughs) what is that what's the doing of the thing holiday cards or other cards or cards (laughs) or not cards (laughs) who knows i mean maybe just back to the drawing and the the patterns and prints and or whatever inspires me for the day which could be a wide range yeah yeah So I think especially when, like in your circumstance, you've got a beautiful daughter and a full-on full-time job (laughs) and a lot of like responsibility resting on your shoulders, Mm -hmm. that it's easy to just do more of that. And it's kind of easy also to undervalue that five or 10 minutes that's just your playtime. Mm-hmm. Like there's always something you can be doing for someone else and it's hard to see, it's hard to connect to what that playtime is going to bring about, right? You, you go, oh, yeah, but it's not for anything or it's not, you know, I can't get it out next week and so what's it really for? Does that kind of thinking ever undermine you taking some time to do your own play? I mean, that side is definitely there and it's strong. I know when my husband came home from work over the weekend and he wanted to watch, re, he's into Friends, the reruns yeah. of the of the show. And I was like, oh, I should be reading. I want to read. And then I'm like, you know, then I just decided, okay, just let go, enjoy an episode because I, I'm not a TV person anymore. And yeah. I'm like, just enjoy the episode. And I'm glad I took that time just because it, it was funny. It helped me laugh and just sort of like, you know, there was no agenda. 
I yeah. mean, other than just to be in the moment, watch the show and that's it. Yeah. It wasn't easy to do. No, yeah. <laughs> I know from our talk, our previous talks with each other that um, you have a high level of responsibility. It's one of your strengths. Like you follow through a lot. You have a really strong work ethic and you can respond to your own deadlines just as much as a manager, right? So you, you mm-hmm. self-manage yourself really well. But mm-hmm. there's this borderline between responsibility and over-responsibility. And so developing strategies where I do honour that time, knowing that the cost, it might not be a great reward, like it might not be directly linked to an outcome right away, but there definitely is a cost to not doing it, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes there are delightful surprises in that time. Like sometimes the thing you see on that television episode or the doodle that you draw that day is the key that unlocks what you've been trying to get at. Yeah, true. There's this brain scientist who who researches creativity um, and she has a a book called Your Creative Brain. Her name is Shelley Carson. (laughs) I love this book. It's based on a lot of research from Harvard, so I often reference it. And she talks about these different brain states. She says Mm -hmm. there's actually seven different ways that we can wire our brain to do different creative tasks and that creativity isn't located in one part of our brain it's the ability to flexibly switch between these modes of thinking and so you have been in this mode of thinking for a while of connecting ideas creating executing you've needed to plan out projects plan out timelines execute on them review them reflect on them and those um brain sets are the evaluation brain set, the reasoning brain set, the connection brain set, um, which kind of do what what you'd expect from the names, right? The connection is about connecting ideas. Reasoning is about planning things out. Uh, and evaluation is about seeing what works and what doesn't and editing mm-hmm. as you go. But there's another brain set called the absorb brain set. And it's about taking in more information from your environment and allowing that in so that you've got the foundation for more connections, more ideas that you can make. Um, And that happens in a state of deep relaxation and joy. It's Mm -hmm. You can't have both activated at once. You can't activate the absorbed brain set and the reasoning and evaluation brain set. They're kind of like polar opposites Mm -hmm. because reasoning and evaluation require a part of our brain called the executive center of control it basically limits the amount of information so that we can focus really clearly and make decisions. Whereas the absorb part of our brain quietens that part and allows Mm -hmm. us to really open up to sensory information and take a lot more in. And it's not really about judging it or knowing how it fits into the plan. It's just about letting it in. And it, it's an essential part of the creative process, but it's sort of a little bit passive because it requires chilling out a bit and there are so many creative people who judge their worth on their output or on their doing especially if the reasoning and evaluation brain set is your strength like if that's your comfort zone where you normally operate Mm -hmm. it can be a little bit um, uncomfortable to sort of release that and go but I'm not doing anything like is my creativity still working am I being lazy how how many times have you like beat yourself up for being lazy because you're watching TV or reading something that's completely unrelated to your craft. Right. And 
so sometimes I think it's nice to be reminded of, well, actually there's a lot of scientific evidence and creative evidence around needing these different modes, needing to be in the doing and executing mode, but also needing to be in the preparation mode where we allow stuff to come in um, intuitively. That's not really, we're not kind of forcing the idea through. That's where we're more likely to encounter those aha moments. Einstein said he gets his best ideas in the shower. Mm-hmm. That kind of relaxed environment where we maybe have our body doing something um, like scribbling and, and doing your intuitive drawing stuff like you like to do or going for a wee walk, doing the dishes, something that's a little bit repetitive and doesn't require too much thinking, that enables you to restore and access this absorb brain set. The trick is as soon as you start judging yourself for doing it, it shuts that brain set off. Yeah. We want to be able to look at our work and go, what's working, what's not, and judge our work. Mm-hmm. But when we are in this restorative space and we're like, look, I've done enough, I've reflected, I've celebrated, I'm, I know I've got some more coming, but right now I just need to rest. As soon as we start beating ourselves up for resting, we are activating all of this brain sets we need to do the work and we're not letting any of the restoring and ideation stuff to happen makes sense (laughs) how does that feel yeah I mean I can relate when I go for walks or sometimes when I work out Mm -hmm. that's usually when I get random sparks of ideas or different things pop into my head it's sort of I almost want to challenge you to not do any aside from your job, but to to put down all your outreach and your portfolio and the stuff you've been doing for you for like two or three days, like you're not even allowed to touch it. And (laughs) like take that time and spend it with your daughter or go for a walk or do your doodles or do your fun, like replace that with only fun things. And this little challenge does two things. Mm-hmm. One is it provides space for it stops you from doing and allows space to reflect and introduce new ideas. The other thing is if you find after two or three days that you just can't help it, that you've got so many ideas overflowing, you need to pick it up again. It shows you how much you care about your projects as opposed to just doing them because you should be doing them okay. and coming at it from a responsibility perspective. You're coming at it from, a, um, I'm really excited about this. I can't, I can't not do it. Okay. (laughs) I'm up for the challenge. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. I think this week podcast is going to be really good. This is a a part that I think a lot of people challenge with is knowing when to put the brakes on and Mm -hmm. you have already got such strong self-awareness. I think, I suspect because you've been down burnout before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Especially (laughs) when work, when the full-time job picks up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so that's why I ask questions around what's the most restorative because it's important that we still prioritize in this time and Mm -hmm. don't just go, oh, well, it can just be whatever. Actually, it needs to be the things that fill you up the most. Um, Yeah. 
and the things that allow you to fully linger in this rest and absorb state because you know that there's going to be a time when external demands um, mean that that can't be the case. So you get to really choose and and prioritise based on joy and um, energy as opposed to outcomes and what's going to bring in the most money. Mm -hmm. Very true. Because there will always be another goal. Yes, yes, (laughs) totally. (laughs) Would you mind, Jamie, to take a minute and share with me what you, how you describe yourself as a creative, what you do now and what you want to be doing soon? Well, what I do now, I'm a graphic designer. Yeah. And I work at a corporation. And what I want to do is um, draw more, (laughs) possibly prints and patterns like surface design. but then maybe work for a company that is more modern and aligned with my style and same with values. So whether they're organic or clean, modern, upscale, uh, just more of an alignment because where I'm at right now doesn't fit at all. I'm just hopefully progressing in that direction that I want to go in. Yeah, you are. You definitely are. (laughs) Yeah. So it's up to the universe on the timing. Yeah. And hopefully soon. Like we've talked quite a bit um, around clarifying some of those things, the values and what you want to be doing. Um, And I think you really are clear. You know what you want. Um, Mm -hmm. And you also know what you don't want. And that's going to help you to make really empowered decisions and prioritize where you submit your work to. It's helping you as you build your portfolio and, um, filling in those transitions and telling the story of where you want to be to potential Mm -hmm. employers or collaborators, as opposed to where you are. Um, And Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of effort and it it takes a lot of planning and executing on these projects that aren't necessarily a guarantee right away. But I sort of optimistically work with the view that um, it can't not work out in the end, mm-hmm. just a mm-hmm. matter It'll of eventually timing. Come. And, yeah. <laughs> and having this ability to go, right, I've had to, I've had enough. I need to have a couple of days of downtime means that you can persevere in the long game instead of mm-hmm. pushing and pushing and then shutting down completely and letting go of your dream because you've got to the point where everything was riding on it. All of your worth, mm-hmm. all of your energy was riding on it. And if the outcome doesn't come through, then it can be devastating. And I also, like I you know, similar to you, I'm a new mom. So it's learning that whole aspect of things and how that gets integrated into my yeah. current life and then being a, as best of a role model I can. Mm-hmm. So making sure totally. I do take those breaks and stay as positive as possible. Yeah. And it's funny how a, a change in circumstance like becoming a new mom can really help us rethink and put in perspective and stuff that we maybe were okay with before we're not now and so Mm -hmm. we will make the change um and it can feel long while we're in the process Mm -hmm. but then it always feels shorter in hindsight so these precious moments of rest and play are so valuable and when you can practice being present in them then you get to be present in the reward and the outcome so much more as well Thank you for listening to the Creativity Reflections podcast. If you would like to invest in your creativity, magnify your voice,
some of those blocks that are keeping you stuck, check out my website, creativityreflector.com.